26, never had a job. They never gave a nigga shit, so I had to rob. I was walking niggas down, they ain't have a car. Too fast, I get on your ass, you ain't getting far. Too sad, he was talking bad, now he in the star. Who is that? We don't give a fuck, he ain't wanna boss. Just the car hit him high, you caught this smart. Find you out, you a stop, the guys living large. Huh? Damn, you know we ain't squashing no beef, no beef. My dog got dumped in the middle of the road, we leaving this shit in the street. Got some shorties outside, and they lurking for me. Uh, huh? They ain't lurking for free. Got some shorties outside, and they won't go to sleep. Scratch that. It's gonna be way out Midwest today. It's gonna be way out Midwest. I had to go and get Chicago. Got two of my long-term friends here. One of them I call the Sensei because this man taught me a couple of things about the high jump hit, the long jump hit. The bunnies are still there, but uh, I'm not gonna test them out just yet. And there's another man here. I'm gonna call him by his government. His mama named him John Coleman, so I'm gonna call him John Coleman. I know him for being slick with the rhymes back in school, but uh, these days I know him for being slick. Boys on the road, boys on the road. Boys on the road, boys on the road. Boys on the road, boys on the road. What's up, man? How y'all doing? Doing good, bro. Doing good. It's good to see y'all, man. This shit has been, it's been too long, honestly. Way too long. Years. Man, we interact on social media and stuff, but I was telling Steve not too long ago, it's not enough. I got to be able to see y'all faces and shit and be in y'all presence now. So just this little bit of time sitting in here setting up, this shit feel like we ain't missed no time at all. So feel like we ain't, we ain't missed the beat, man. Now, I got a funny story about last time I seen you, bro. Go ahead. Let me hear it. Yeah, it was about like 2011. I had this beat up, ugly, ugly ass Thunderbird. It's a car, right? I'm rolling down the street. And my car was so bogus, bro, I had to drive with two feet, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that was already my first mistake. I'm on the road, bro, and I'm trying to stop at a light. And I know if I let off the gas just right, the car going to turn off. Yeah, right? yeah. I slam on the brakes. There's a car behind me, bro. Almost ran into me. It was you. You remember no. that? <laughs> Yo, tell me you remember that. It was me and Shadi. We was rolling down the street. You know what? I don't remember, but I believe you because I ain't no better behind the wheel, honestly. Yeah, the way you pulled up on the side of me, bro, when you missed me, bro, you look like was I hot, bro? You look like you just been killed. Because <laughs> I was probably, I had oh, probably man. just got my car or some shit. That was so funny. And as soon as I got mine, I ended up wrecking it anyway, so I probably wouldn't have been too damn pissed off. I almost totaled the yeah. shit out that car, bro. Like the day after Christmas, I wrecked that bitch going to work. Let me tell you, I was glad it was you, bro. Let me tell you that, because anybody else, man, that would been the problem. It would have been the problem. Everybody would have got out the car. On me. So, yeah, yeah, that's the last time i seen you, though, bro. Um, other than that, man, we just been keeping busy, man. What you been on? Shit, just living the dad life. Same thing, honestly, working all day, every day, or all night. I should say I'm on the night shifts. But other than that, man, the, the parenting alone is a full-time job. So really? I've been able to kick it at the home, kick it at home with, uh, with Hayden for the past, shit, like year and a half, honestly. And then she just started going to school. So that's been a whole change up in itself with her being gone during the day. Because now I'm like, shit, who do I hang out with all day? 
But other than that, man, just, just staying at home, working on this. I've been I've been trying to put this together for the longest. I had the equipment. I had the mics. I just I didn't have no topics. I didn't have a guest list alone. So I didn't know who I wanted to talk to, let alone what I wanted to talk about. And after a while, I was like, you just need to get off your ass and, and start putting shit together. So I like made a list of people I wanted on there. Steve was obviously like one of the people I had on. And I was like, you know what? I need to be I need to make a group or a list of, of individuals that are either working on something or working towards something. So I was like, I just don't want to have no motherfuckers on here that are just sitting on their ass like I'm doing. So that's why, you know, I reached out to him and told him, you know, we need to get you on here because you are the business owner. You're working on something that's that's phenomenal right now. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Yep. And Steve, what you been up to? I know you you live in the dad life. You got a tribe of your own over there. Man, I came from a tribe and I'm not trying to have one. You too man. late. You still <laughs> well, you down that road already. Man, I, yeah, I got two, man. And they're both equally as crazy as one another. It's different, man. I got a boy who is just wild. Just flat out wild, bro. <laughs> He's every bit of me that I that I thought I didn't want to have to deal with as a child. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. Shout out to Junior. Shout out to my man. But he's cool though, man. He's real intuitive, man. He's really into like whatever whatever I'm into. That man is 100 percent what I'm into, and that's kind of what like changed me up a little bit, man. Because I've been before that I was wilding, wilding out. But he does every single thing that I do, from the way that I dress the way that I talk, yeah. the things that I'm interested in. He's just sitting there the other day, and he's like, oh, well, let's watch some Bears highlights, buddy. Like mine, I Nick. almost cried. <laughs> That's a beautiful I cried. My daughter, she's, man, she is way, way too grown, bro. She's nine now, and it's like, where did the other eight years go? She's in school. She dresses like she's 13, man. She has her own personality. She gets up, makes her own lunch. She just does her own thing. She's like her own little person. And it's crazy that it almost seems like they were born just the other day, but they're all just, they're just evolving so quickly. And it's like the time that you do have with them now, you just got to like really cherish it. Yeah, real tough. You got to make the most out of every single second you get. Cause I'm in the same boat. Like this seemed like Hayden was just born. She's only going to be three in November, but it seemed like she was just born the other day. And I'm like, damn, I'm, going through old pictures and I'm looking at her I'm like you're not even the same child anymore and the same thing like you said Junior is every bit of you she's been around me so much that it's like looking at a damn clone of myself like just a girl version she sits she want to watch everything I want to watch she fucking she rough and tough we sit there and play all day she come out of nowhere and smack the shit out of me with a sword <laughs> and it's on from there and she'll yeah. cry but after i you know i'm like hey you asked for this you better toughen up and mm -hmm. she right to it so i don't have no problem with her handling herself down the road but That's it's up, it's such a rewarding feeling though man to see them take on like your personality or just certain little traits and like you know you're doing a good job when you see shit like that exactly exactly that exactly all right, so we're gonna get into business, John. I want you to tell us about what's going on, man. But when did you when did you start your journey, and uh, what what steps did you take, honestly, to to get your business going? Because I feel like a lot of people during the pandemic, you know, it was it was a rough patch for everybody. And honestly, I seen a lot of people come out of it real successful. And you started even before that, but I know a lot of people are, are wondering how to get their business going and what steps to take. I'm wondering myself. So go ahead and let us know. Yeah, so um, long story short, man, like, it all started, really it started when I was in the military, you know what I mean? That's when I first got into computers, um, and I was real, real fortunate, bro. Um, I didn't go through the traditional uh, U.S. Navy training curriculum, 
So long story short, um, every sailor, after they finish boot camp, you go into um, some type of school training, um, whether you're going to be a firefighter, a repairman, or a computer tech like myself. So <clears throat> long story short, um, I you know decided to do computers. I get out to Florida, uh, Pensacola, Florida, Corey Station, and um, there was this, this private company that was out there trying to bid for the United States Navy contracts as far as uh, training sailors going forward. So um, out of 45 sailors, I got picked up um, out of a group of 15. We flew out to Monterey, and instead of doing that boring-ass PowerPoint, you know, yeah. learning or whatever, um, it was really one-on-one instruction. So, <clears throat> so I got to do my own pace, got to learn concepts because, you know, slow sometimes so it takes time man yeah Everybody it takes time they own pace and uh but they didn't leave until i got it you know and uh, i ended up being one of the strongest people in the class so found my love of computers during that time so i got out i knew in the civilian world was way more lucrative than anything i was doing in the military so right on. i got out um decided to be a teacher back in california and i got to help out a lot of veterans man so not only was I sharpening my skills because I'm in the classroom, making sure they get a solid foundation or whatever it is that we're kicking, yeah, yeah. Um, it just made it that much more, like, muscle memory. Yeah. You know what I mean? So California got expensive, man. And um, around 2015, you know, I kind of gave my job kind of an ultimatum. It was basically like, hey, I either need to make some, some new money around this bitch or I got to yeah. go, you know. <laughs> um, I, got, I, got, I got John John now. He a little boy. Um, he was probably like two at the time. So, you know, life is real, man. And I, you know, California, man, you got to make it happen. So. You have to. So I started playing the job market out here. I got like three job offers um, doing IT work, sysadmin or whatever. Um, I went with this one company, uh, shout out to Trap Technology. Literally went off the namesake because it was called the Trap. Trap I would have to. Very black. Had honestly. to do it. Had to do it. <laughs> it was a good decision, though, because I learned so much, bro. Um, that school, it was like training wheels, bro. I got onto the real world. I got to put out real fires. People's money is at stake, man. And they internet is out for whatever rhyme or reason, you know? And it was just drinking through a fire hose for the first couple of years. But I knew then that's what I liked doing because it was never the same. It was always different. Um, every customer's got a different setup or whatever. Yeah. And we managed in a whole network, you know what I mean? From mm -hmm. whatever software they using, whatever problems they have in. Where, where they go to, you know what I mean? So back then, I, I met this guy named Barry. Uh, shout out to Barry Fivelson. And uh, long story short, he got acquired by Trap. He was running his own business. And he had about 10 customers. And he was just doing his own thing, man. I mean, he wasn't that much older than me, living free. And he was making a big check over at Trap, especially after being acquired, you know. Yeah, uh, that's always motivational that. right there. You see Thanks. some of that. So, you know, seeing that happen, that – that's when it first put the bug in my ear as far as, like, maybe owning a business might be cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So fast forward a couple years later, I'm working for this company called LaserFax uh, out in Phoenix. And it was a good opportunity because they didn't have an IT department before I got there. Mm -hmm. So long story short, they was like, hey, you come in here. We're going to grow out this IT side of the business, um, and you'll be at the front of it. You know what I mean? But leaning on you to pretty much do it from the ground up. So I did that for about three years, man. I mean, everything from deciding what it is we're going to sell as IT product to uh, what kind of customers we're going after to the partnerships with Lenovo, Microsoft, uh, Veeam, 
um, all the technology people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Cisco, et cetera. Um, and i never done this shit before, so I'm just getting my ass kicked left and right. Bro. I mean, like people are like, yo, where'd you find this guy? You know what I mean? But you, it's, you're picking up on it, though, while you're there. So it's Facts. just, yeah. It's Taking like, it on the chin and just keep going, you know hell what I mean? Yeah. And learning from it and then writing it all down, you know what I mean? And uh, fast forward about a year and a half, you know, things are really starting to take off on autopilot. Now I'm really focusing more on the sales and trying to understand what it means to sell something to somebody that really mm-hmm. don't know what it is you're talking about, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, and you just got to convey to them, hey, this is going to help you make money and whatever it is that you're passionate about. Absolutely. You know what I mean? This is a, you could do it on pen and paper or you could do it on this laptop, you know what I mean? And everybody can have access to it anywhere. You don't have to be in the office. And um, I guess like after that, after LaserFacts, you know, during the pandemic, they took a hit on the other side of the business and we weren't as profitable as we should have been or that my my boss thought we should have been mm-hmm. in that time frame. And I get it. It's no hard feelings. In fact, you know, me and him actually still talk. We're real cool. Um, he's helped me in my own business as far as, like, guidance and striking deals. You know, I wouldn't have made this huge deal if it weren't for him, you know. Um, so I'm super grateful. You know, he just had to do what was right for him. Oh, yeah. No, no, no ill will towards that. So back in, um, back in 2020, <laughs> July 1st, man, I had just uh, landed two solid deals. With laser facts, my biggest deals to date, my biggest sales to date, and literally the day after my ass was done with these jobs, like delivering the product, setting it up, making sure everybody's good and copacetic, I got fired the next day. You bullshit. I'm not even kidding you. What was the reason? I got to know the I reason. I have to know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to them, man, it was uh, basically, you know, we, we had tried, we had set out to do something, and we just never took off. We weren't profiting, like. And, and if you think of it from a cash flow standpoint, mm-hmm. it does make sense because you got to stack up my salary plus the products that I'm using to service people plus the time and money that you other people that we bring in, all the resources. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you add up all the resources versus what we're billing these people, you know, you, you hemorrhage your money. You're hemorrhaging on the inside. You're yeah. losing a lot of money, a lot of revenue there. So I get it. And that's what I say, you know, no hard feelings there. But we just weren't profitable. So – what I did take away from that situation, and I was already thinking that when I first started there, was one day I'm gonna do this myself. But right now, I'm gonna make all these mistakes on this motherfucker's credit card. Exactly. <laughs> why, why you don't have to pay the benefit or the cost? Yeah, shit, I don't gotta learn. be in front of all of it. You know what I mean? I can make the calls and I'll swipe the card, but if all falls down, that's that's your that's your, on your, your ass. Thing, you know what I mean? I'm taking notes though the whole time. Hell so yeah. all those mistakes, like I said, it uh it helped me put together a plan, and so. When I got let go July 1st, July 15th of the same year, I ended up um, starting up Coleman Technology Consultants, right. uh, which is my own business, my own LLC. Hold on, say that again so they can hear you clearly. Yeah, that's Coleman Technology Consultants. Uh, y'all can go find me on the web, www.colemantechconsultants.com. And I'm going to add the link in the description so y'all make sure to click on, uh, click on that if and when you need it because I know y'all motherfuckers don't know anything about tech. <laughs> Come shop with us. I promise you don't have to know nothing. That's what you hire us for. You know, and uh, we're not here to take advantage of nobody. We're going to give you exactly what you need. And that's what I've been doing and focusing on with my business. So we're what's called a managed service provider. Um, in the technology space, all that's really handy for, you know, fancy word for saying like a, a technology mechanic. So mm-hmm. think of a, a auto shop. You take your car in for whatever the problem is. We're yeah. the same way with your computers. We're the same way with your networking. Um, same way with your software. So whatever issue, whatever you want to get done to it, you want to modify it, you know, 
um, that's what we propose, or that's what I do okay. on my side of the house. Um, is outside it just of, you? Yeah, right now it's just me, man. Just myself. Um, I don't know if I'll grow into another employee just anytime soon, but, right you know, on. I'm confident in it. I, I honestly believe that, you know, I've watched other companies do exactly what I'm doing and make, you know, all the world's difference with for their families and everybody else that's around them. So, yeah, and if you got the confidence in yourself, then I feel like there's honestly no need to to go another route and add another employee. You know, if you you know you you know what you're doing, yeah. And if people are paying for your service and you providing that service, you know, at a fucking A plus rate, then there ain't no need to to bring anybody else on board because you you damn near end up taking a risk, and True. you might send that person out there and they not they not working to your standard or what people expect, you know, or what you provided in the past. Exactly. So that it, it sometimes it ends up, it might end up, you know, being a negative for you. So if you I want something done you. right, do it yourself. I definitely agree with you. And you definitely struck on something there. You know, um, it is a lot of risk that goes into that. And in my kind of space, it's kind of cool because, you know, all these things are different parts. So mm. I don't necessarily have to go out and directly hire somebody. I go hire a company. Let's yeah. say I go... You know, this deal I just did with a customer, uh, we sold them, or I sold them, you know, about 10 desktops, about five laptops. It was a pretty good solution. You know what I mean? There's a lot of hardware and a lot of software. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work, too, man, to get all that strung in together because they go in an Office 365. We got to make the computers talk to everything. You know, they got to be able to single sign on. They want everything just, okay. they want the deluxe. You know and what I mean? They want so, they shit the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, and they, they money ain't a thing. So they like, yeah, just yeah. name your price, but this is what we want. You know, no kidding. And um, I did all the work, but I could have gone to a vendor, the same person that sold me the software and all the hardware. Mm-hmm. And they have a whole department who's dedicated to that. So I don't have to go out and get an employee. I can hire these companies and do these one-off projects, you oh, know yeah. what I mean, for a fraction of the cost of, you know, hiring somebody. So I'm looking into that. That's what's next for me, man. I'm That's to do that. Make, step, make it happen. That is That's a great man. step. The outsource game. How, um, um, how hesitant were people – you know, seeking your services with you being, you know, a self-started business compared to now, you know, where you're, you're kind of established and you, you, you know, you obviously know what you're doing. So, um, as far as the trust went, I think I had, you know, there was always the initial doubt, but you know, I've been so through the gauntlet as far as my sales process and my pitches and everything that, you know, you get me in a room with them, you know, humbly speaking, I'm probably going to come out Got with that it. mouthpiece. You know I like that. Yep. Humbly speaking, I'm going to make it happen. Um, and it's because I'm not going to BS people. I'm just going to tell them straight up, hey, this is what you need. And you can look at it this way. Either A, you could go down four hours a week, you know, every month. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, 16 hours roughly. How much does it r- cost you per hour to run your business? Multiply that by 16. And if that's less than what I'm pitching you, then walk away from me. But that's a good insurance policy. You yeah. want to keep eating that cost or you just want to get cut the bleeding, bro? You know what I mean? And that's usually all people want to know. You ain't got to be no gimmick or nothing like that. Because don't nobody want to lose no money, especially in this climate right now. Show them they losing money. (laughs) Losing money in the pandemic. Man. Let alone. (laughs) Let's make a pandemic. That 1200 was nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All the way, man. Oh, shit. So, yeah, in a nutshell, man, that was really it, man. It just was, you know, going out there and just seeing how other people are making so much money. You see in these projects and you might make $2,000 off of a $12,000 commission. Mm-hmm. You know, and that other 10 is going to somebody that ain't even touched the whole thing. don't even know what's going on. You know what I mean? They just the, the owner of the business, you mm-hmm. know? I'm like, man, I want that. 
I That'd be so hard minutes. for me to hold my tongue and be like, what did you do for this? Man, you don't even know, Steph. <laughs> like, what the it fuck hurts, did you bro. do? Like, this man ain't do it. He ain't smiled do. in their face, yeah, bro. Yeah, you, you just promise. got dressed for work. I did this shit. I did all of this, man, and I just got tired of seeing it. So, um, and I just knew, you know what I mean, I could do it one day, man. So I went out there and I jumped. And, you know, fast forward, it's been a little bit over a year now. Um, you know, I didn't grow as much as I wanted to, but I have a real solid customer. And um, they're really just keeping me afloat right now. I'm still working full time, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't want to give out the misconception. Like, I'm still working for this, y'all. You know what I mean? Like, I still got to keep my full time job. But I still, you know, I have about 50 computers and about five servers under management. And they call me during my job, you That's know, and solid. I got to juggle yeah. both of them, you know. But it's making a difference, man. It's a little bit of money in the pocket. That's still growth, day. though. Bro. Exactly. Growth. Any you know? growth is, is always positive, brother. Facts. As long as you're not standing still. Mm-hmm. Facts. So I feel good about it, man. That's 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 what I really care about. One day I'm gonna switch over full time. Yeah, yeah. Clap it up. Yes, sir. Uh, what do you what do you hope to be within you know the next couple of years with your business? You you got some goals set, or you kind of just riding the wave right now, seeing where things go? Right now, yeah, just kind of seeing where it goes, man. Um, and that's just with the nature of the business I'm in right now, too. Just yeah. technology. You know, five years of landscape is going to be way different than what it is yeah, today. It's, it's always changing. You so, look at how fast we get in iPhones and all kinds of shit. So, and right. those don't even work the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Right. So, so you know, um, I could be doing what I'm doing now or I could be, you know, doing a whole different lane. But I, I know I'll be in the technology space for sure. Nice. We need that, man. I don't. Definitely. Me, personally, I don't know too many black men in the technology world not that i'm i'm well versed in it or do my research in it but you just you don't hear too many names or see too many faces so the fact that you got your foot in there is is a good sign so thank you my brother keep on heading down that road bro appreciate that man i appreciate hell that yeah depth. we're gonna switch gears over here and take it to mr steven what's up bro what's going on with y'all man what you been going on i feel like you swole enough with your ass always in the gym no man i took some time off honestly man yeah, Manning, then he done passed you up. Oh, my God. That nigga there, he don't know when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the gym and wonder if he's eating the weights these times, man. Every single one of them is huge now, brother. It's hard to tell them apart, honestly. I'd be like, Steve, I know Steven. I know Manning. I'm like, but the rest of these niggas is all swollen. They all look alike, so I just right. don't know. Bro, I think I'm the runt now, man. Honestly. And that's the scary part because I got a little brother in high school still, and he's, I think, bigger than me now. Mikey? Uh, Mikey? Damn. He's he's a monster. Though. He's a freak of nature, brother. But they still know you getting that ass, though. Oh, of course. That's never a question. <laughs> and they might question it for sure. They'll probably try me. But it's in their nature. I can still fight. No. They're supposed to. I'm the young, I'm, I've, I mean, I'm the old bull that still get up with the young bulls. It helps build character. They character, <laughs> anyway. A little ass whooping ain't never hurt Growing nobody. Growing up in that house, you had to fight. That was Thanks. one thing you had to do. You could do any. You could do anything else. You could not take out the trash. You could not do the dishes. But what thing you could not do is not fight because you was gonna get your ass whipped in the house. I'm telling you, man. I think everybody got a, a story about the first first time a Steven crib, man. man. John probably has more stories than me, dog. Man. <laughs> What's your favorite? I want to hear your favorite story. <laughs> Oh man! Tell him about the time you was Batman, dog. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Man, I sort of guy, bro. We gonna be eighty years old, still talk about my ass being Batman, bro. That was one of was the classic the stories. Uh, it was no, nah, it was straight it was for, for our us. grown ass. Bro. It was for us, being teenagers. Goofy. Look, yeah, look, trying to one up each other. 
I lost oh, clearly. Shit. Look, so like God. I just met Steven. This is when I first moved here, right? So we straight off the boat from Chicago, right? Coming out the AZ. I'm still coming to school in PJs. Like that's a thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody that grew up from Chicago and they had the same struggle, they know what I'm talking about, bro. PJs everybody was not that heat. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. I get out there. It's probably like three weeks. I'm at Steven Crib. I mean, it's the whole family. My mama, my sister, sisters, um, and Steven whole family. So we just messing around, jumping around, flipping around, just being 16, bro. Yeah. Steven's like, yo, watch this. This nigga run in the front front room, do a car wheel with no hands, bro. I'm like, oh, that's cool, but watch this, bro. So I run in there, do a front flip. And he like, man, that's all right, but look, watch. So we just going back and forth, so. My stupid ass take this Batman mask because it's just after Halloween. So <laughs> costumes is everywhere. <laughs> so I grabbed a Batman mask. Conveniently girl. placed <laughs> right by where you needed to be. And I tried to do this like, I don't even know what the hell it was, man. Like it's a it spin, was, like a sideways <laughs> spin kick. All I know is I was horizontal and I was spinning, bro, at a high rate. So <laughs> I jump in the air, I spin around. The part where my feet supposed to hit the ground, I open my eyes and I'm like still five feet off the ground. So I just tucked and closed my eyes, bro. And I wow. just let it happen. <laughs> oh my god, gee, I hit my knees so bad, <laughs> like it was like the perfect impact. I couldn't walk right for like a good three, four days. That bro. was the very first time I've ever seen somebody instantly sweat, dog. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I've never seen somebody instantly sweat, bro. You started sweating immediately. Because he knew that shit was a bad idea. Yeah, I just drunk. met y'all, man. I can't cry in front of y'all. I'm over here like, you good? I'm like, yeah, He yeah. scoots across the carpet on his palms. It's okay. Sits against the wall and it's like, my mom's like, are you okay? He's all, yeah. And then she's all, go get him some water. And I look like I just got hit with an IED. (laughs) Crawling away. I was like, like, yeah, that water's going to do him just right. He was trying to plan on how to get out of there after that. I'm talking about his shirt is drenched. My legs did not work immediately after that. Comes to school in the knee brace. I'm crying. Bro, Bro, like Steven get hit. His mama whooping his ass because he's laughing so hard. She's like, oh, he the one that fucking set it all up and shit. I got you, bro. I got you. We were jumping over people and everything. Oh, man. That was classic, man. I learned firsthand not to try to compete with this fool because we used to be a track practice. And Nowlin used to have us doing outlandish shit anyway. He was wild for that. Just stupid wild. Have us jumping on boxes with the 25-pound weight over your head so you either going to tear your shins up or you're going to have a concussion <laughs> if you drop the fucking weight. <laughs> and he had, niggas had us jumping over hurdles, one-legged, working on triple jump stances. So I see Steven do it, and I'm like, fuck, I'm taller. I can do this shit. Clack, clack. <laughs> That's all she wrote. He used to put Never. the hurdles out in the sand. Out in the sand, or he used to have a cone spaced out and be like, you need to jump from here and hit this cone. And hit. I'm like, bro, ain't nobody hitting that fucking cone. I said, like, this is not real, dog. Yes. Man. <laughs> Shout out to Nylon, by the way. Man. He, dog, he's doing big things. Yeah, big, big, big time. things. Big can, time. can you be right? Yeah. Right yeah, I just recently saw, I think he was in the hospital too, man. Um, like a couple days ago, I saw he like, something happened, but. Shout out to his family, you know. Yeah, y'all absolutely. Pulling for your coach. Up. Prayers up for coach. That man is doing good things for the community, for the Super black proud. community. Super proud of coach, man. Honestly. Just even where he came from, you know, being a student of what he was teaching in the classroom and on the court, on the track. Like, I picked up so much from that that I, you know, I blossomed after after high school and was whooping ass on the basketball court using mm-hmm. the same shit that they was teaching. Hell yeah. But, man. And just to see him doing doing things now out here on this side of town where damn near is, is not a whole lot of black people, but it's coming up. 
Yeah. So to see him in the position that he's playing is is a plus, man. Like I I'm so proud of that shit. Every time I see him post something about what he's doing with his school, with his students, like I can't Thanks. do nothing but give it up for that because same here, man. Without a doubt, you don't see no see faces you, like ours in that spot. He did he did teach a lot of things. He one thing he taught a lot of people was you can't bullshit somebody that knows what a bullshitter is. Exactly. Thanks. He's like so you can you can tell somebody you're working hard as much as you want to, but if you can't get out there and show it to people. You just wasted your time and their time. Thanks. And he did not play that shit. You wasting his time. He was not he going to help your ass off. out. He will leave you out there to drown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he tell you, I'm going to yell at you. Not tell you, yell at you. I'm giving you my time. <laughs> <laughs> the Denzel line. What am I doing out here? <laughs> like, nigga, I don't know. <laughs> Take me home. My legs hurt. We've been jumping for hours, nigga. I got shin splints, dog. Oh shit! So, um, apart from from being motivated to start my own thing, just watching you, John, Thank you. Um, I'm motivated uh, in another realm by seeing you, Stephen, with your family, yeah. because you you two kids deep. I didn't see your relationship with Sabrina grow and blossom to what it is now, and me being a first time father and being new to to everything that's going on with a two year old girl. You done been through it. You're going through it twice over now. Mm-hmm. So I know you You know what you know, but you also, it's a learning curve. And it never stops. Honestly. Uh, it's forever ending. It's nothing that you can ever actually plan for. Each day is like a you hit the reset button on the Nintendo, and you start all over again. No save, no save point, no cheat codes. Though. Each day you have to take it as it comes to you. So each day is going to be full of challenges. New, it's like a new mission every day, and that's just on a on a regular day. Yeah, yeah. Not no special events, not no trials and tribulations. That's just a regular day. So, like I said, you just take it one day at a time, bro. You're not gonna get it right every day, but as long as you wake up with that same mentality, we're gonna wake up today and start over again. Then you're pretty much headed in the right direction. And these kids have, they obviously have personalities of their own. How do you, how do you navigate? both of them and then try to keep like you know your sanity make time for yourself make time for your girl yeah well with my kids man they they really are first priority so they're like like we said very contrasting my daughter's she's a big big baby she's a big big old girl daddy's girl so i can't even talk to her too loud without her crying and tearing up losing it bro absolutely (laughs) I can't show her something wrong. She loses it, bro. She'll start crying. My son, on the other hand, you challenge him, bro. It's a fist fight. It is a fist fight right where you're at. Let's go. (laughs) It is a fist fight. But on the same token, you cannot say nothing negative about his sister and his presidents, Mm -hmm. or it's a fight again. So, I mean, like I said, they do enjoy a lot of the same things. Like we do, we go fishing pretty much at least once a week. Sometimes we go ride jet skis when it allows. We take them on little mini vacations to hotels and all the little stuff, man, that uh, it was not as easy for us to do when we were kids because my parents were lugging around 12 kids. Oh, yeah. So I try to make as much time as for them during the week as I can or with however much time they want to hang out with me because when they get home from school now, it's, it's forget that. <laughs> Summertime's <laughs> over, forget that. We're going to eat and get on YouTube, man. Goddamn YouTube. It's not so hard, though, man. Like I said, their interests mostly align with mine in general. My daughter is a huge Bears fan. My son is a becoming more of a football fan. So Sundays, you know what we'll be doing. We'll be sitting down watching the Bears games. Oh, yeah. 
they're pretty easy, man. Like, like I said, if you pay enough attention to them, which is not as hard as people think, they'll tell you exactly what they want. Oh, yeah. They'll tell you what they need. They'll be like, oh, I really love Pokemon. Well, time to show some interest in Pokemon. (laughs) Like, oh, I want to go swimming. And they'll tell you five times. So eventually you got to go swimming. Mm -hmm. But just listening to them and connecting with them, it's not so hard, man. I thought it would be tougher growing up. Like, well, first when I thought I had my daughter, I was like, how do I love another kid as much? Mm -hmm. Because I love my daughter. But it's easy. You love them the same amount in just two different ways. Like, my son is just a, a nutcase, man. But now he's just, he wants to be all, all up under me all times of the day, too. And yeah. it's no different than my daughter. She wants to be underneath me, too, but it's just two different types of ways. Yeah. She wants to be nurtured and cared and baby. He just wants to be doing whatever it is I'm doing. Right. He just want to keep up. He just wants to keep up. So, like I said, as, it, as the, the years pass and the more time we spend together, the easier it is to really guess and figure out what it is that they want and what they want to do and you just have to keep reminding them you know like with them I have to always remind them like you don't have to be afraid of me you can tell me anything Mm -hmm. I won't get mad at you the only time I'll get mad at you is if you don't tell me because that concept is is real I'm real tough with that because I believe that at any point in time you should be able to talk to me from the moment that they're a child to when they're an adult it could be something serious or something little it doesn't matter I feel that they need to understand that they always need to be able to talk to me because that is the biggest part of our communication. Absolutely. They could be a fugitive on the run. Yep. You can come talk to me. You could have threw a rock to the neighbor's window. You can come talk to me. You could have spilled juice in the kitchen. I want you to always be able to have the same mindset that you can always come and talk to me. So we try to instill that, man, and it's been working so far. Uh, like I said, I have no complaints with them. That's what's up, they're, man. Pretty, they're pretty cool, man. I'm definitely one of the coolest things I've done so far. And I feel like kids are, they can be and they are, like, your greatest accomplishment depending on, you know, how you take it, depending on what kind of parent you are. I see a lot of negative examples of parents out there in the world. And it's shitty to say that, you know, there's just people out there that don't give a damn about their kids or, you know, the person that they become and turn into. And there's a huge group of people that I can say I don't see that in. And that shit makes me feel so good to know that, you know, we're raising our kids to be uh, to be better than, you know, our parents were, better than we were, to be great examples. And, you know, when you see so much of them, see so much of you in them every day, like, you know, like I said, you know you're doing a good job. And coming from a big family yourself, you know, what are, what are a lot of the teachings that you receive that you try to pass down to them or that you try to modify so that, you know, it's, it's not as harsh or that it, it gets through to them in a better way. Got you. Um, well, my biggest lesson in the family, just in the family in general, because my mom comes from a family of seven, I think it is. Yeah, seven. So uh, it's all for one, one for all. Mm. No matter what, yeah. no matter what, no matter what situation, you could be at the club, you could be at school, you could be at the park. It's all for one, one for all. So if one person is failing, we are all failing. One person's winning. We're all winning, okay? Gotcha. There is no there is no separate, okay? We are one whole entity. And if if you don't teach that, like, it's, it's another way to, to teach checks and balances inside the family as well. Like, if I'm messing up, my brother's going to make sure that I'm not messing up. Because if, if I do mess up, guess who it falls on? It's him and everybody else. It's everybody. 
it just it's a it's like an accountability thing. So if my son is messing up, my daughter's gonna be on his ass immediately. Right. Immediately, he can't wake up late. He can't not do something. She's on his ass because she knows she's responsible for him as well. But the same thing goes for him. If his sister is messing up, and he doesn't say nothing about it. Or if his sister is doing bad, he doesn't say nothing about it or do anything about it. Then that's his ass. So we've kind of modified it though a little bit. It's not much different. It's still all for one, one for all. Right. I mean, but it's just a little less. For him, it's a little less intense. He only has one person that he has to deal with. Mm-hmm. Me, it's 11 other people. <laughs> so I could have a sister in kindergarten, and I'm in high school with you guys. You know you're going to catch hell either it, way. Exactly. If she messes up, I'm in trouble. So, man, that is, that's the big thing. That is the one big thing we teach. And then, like I said, the openness. You can come talk to me about anything anything it doesn't matter now being a part of 12 my parents they really don't have time for each 12 children's uh many little problems throughout the day they had time but i mean how much attention can you really pay Mm -hmm. 24 hours 24 hour period 12 kids even if you gave them all two hours when do you sleep exactly (laughs) when do you sleep yeah i have trouble with that now like i feel like it's not so much complaining as it is venting when I tell people about, you know, like what I'm going through at home, you know, working night shifts. And then before Hayden started school, being being at home, I get off of work eight o'clock in the morning and get home and my girl will start work as soon as I get home. So it's like work ends and you assume your daddy duties. There's no fucking break. And we just go all day from there, you know, maybe get a get a nap, get a break in the middle of the day and then eight o'clock roll around and I'm right back at work. So I know with with having multiple children, the the task is is way more demanding than having one. So I never I never try to make it seem like oh my struggle is the hardest, but it's for me never going through this at the time or going going through this before at the time now it's it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do because our personalities are so unmatched her energy is unmatched she's go 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 (laughs) all damn day and i just want to get maybe an hour of sleep or a fucking micro nap so i'm like whenever i tell people about it i'm like you know i'm not complaining i love her to death i'd rather be at home with her all day but the time spent with her is just like it's not we not we not getting the most out of it, yeah. And in a sense, that shit like it made me sh- it makes me feel shameful because you know I'm tired at times, and half the time I'm I'm on her ass because she into something she's not supposed to do or she is being a good kid, and I'm like, all right, let's go let's go do something. And I feel like the majority of the time it's hard for me to figure out shit for her to do or for us to do together. You know, we can only go to the comic book store so many times, or we can only go swimming so many times before she fed up with it or bored with it you know mm-hmm. it's hot outside we can't go to the park like we used to it's just it's not a whole lot to do to grow and used up all my fucking pages in my art book with the paints <laughs> and all that shit so we just <laughs> we low on activities but Man. and uh I, I, I try to i try to maximize the time that we have and make the most out of it you know giving her giving her some some game, some teachable lesson, something that she can attain, and just, like, making sure that she knows her daddy love her, no matter how tired he is or no, how, how fed up he may seem. And she notices that shit. These kids are smart. And she's only, like I said, she's only two. And she knows when she's on my nerves and stuff like that. But she also knows, like, when when I'm putting the effort in to, to spoil her. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you said something powerful there too, man. It's, it's that aloneness, which is, you know, they know no matter what your day was, you you, you taking time to show them love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they are keenly aware of that. Oh, yeah, since very much so. a mile away, you know. And even if you ain't, you know, shouldn't feel ashamed. Um, even if you're not at your best, but you there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They see that too, you know what I mean? And uh, they'll meet you halfway. They always do, you know. They know if, you know, daddy tired, you know what I mean? But yeah. I'm, I'm spending that time with you, and I'm doing whatever it is you want to do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm not just, it's not fake. It's really, I'm trying to be in, like, John, that's his thing, it's Fortnite. I what see. loves Fortnite, you know. <laughs> and um, I can't stand it, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm on there. I'm on there weekly, man, and we out there conquering whatever it is you want to go. If it's creative, it's creative, bro. Yeah. It's duos, whatever, bro, we doing it, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm sure he could sense it too when I really don't feel like it, but he know I ain't gonna. I'm gonna do my best not to turn him down. Yeah, you know what I mean. And sometimes it's like little, it's minuscule shit like that, like sitting down and playing a game with him or, or reading a book. Hayden, just like you said, with Steve, when when they was asking you about the Bears, you damn near dropped a tear. Almost dropped three. One day we were sitting on the couch and Hayden came up to me asking to watch Spider Man, watch a black Spider Man at that. Beautiful. And like we don't we don't teach her black from white, yes. but she just knows and she was like, and now she'll ask, I wanna watch Miles. I wanna watch Miles. When she said that shit, boy, I teared <laughs> up. I was like, Man, let's put it on. Put it on now. Went and bought the game and all that. She'll sit there and watch me play. I buy her all the Spider Man toys she wants. She got the damn costume. She'll wake up at the crack of dawn and want to go put the damn costume on and be Spider-Man all day and be outside in the damn heat, sweating. <laughs> I'll be like, you know what? This will make her happy. happy I'm happy. Hell. Let's let's, let's get do it, to man. it. Mm-hmm. And she'll, we'd be sitting around, and she'll ask for something. Just like, like I said, the comic book store. She knows when, if I go looking for shit, I give her the quarters, and she can go put them in the machine and get the stickers out of there. So that's her thing. I'm like, you know what? Let's go. Let's ride out. You go get your stickers. I go get my comics. Let's spend some time together. You remember them trips as a kid, man. I swear to God. Oh, absolutely. Every, like, I remember being at my granddaddy's florist shop and the candy store we used to go to and buy them fake. Remember them candy cigarettes? Yes. Back in the day, bro. You blow the paper and the yeah, little, 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 little powder come out. Bro. <laughs> them little cigarettes was everything, man, when I was a kid. Or just that trip to the store, I should say, really was. Florist was with Florist, you know, and I, I was too young to really understand how powerful that was. Mm-hmm. Watching my grandfather being one of the only black entrepreneurs on that side of Chicago. Um, I didn't see all that at four years old. I saw the candy store yeah. and my mama willing to take me or whoever, my cousin, you know what I mean? So as a kid, them little things stick out to you even at 30 years old, 40 years old. And even that? being able to look back on it now, you, you see the significance of it and you kind of wish that you, you knew what was going on back then. True. Hell yeah, you know, I, I wish, you know, rest peace my great-grandfather, but, you know, I wish I could have seen that and a- asked those questions. Mm-hmm. Like, man, what was this like? You know what I mean? Especially now following his footsteps. Yeah. Never saw it coming, but um, it's beautiful. So. All right, so we're going to switch gears again for y'all. We're going to talk about uh, this sports climate. What y'all think about some of these trades going on? The Lakers are fucking stacked. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work out. Yeah. If it doesn't. Uh, I would be surprised, but I said that about the Nets, too. So, True. But, I mean, they went and got Hoodie Mellow. They got Russ. They got LeBron. They got AD. They got Dwight Howard. They went and got Trevor Ariza. I mean, they, they went and got everybody, dog. They, yeah, they stacked up. I feel like he just, Braun, anyway, he, he trying to get them boys some money, and he trying to get them a ring above all. Yeah. Turn space down to real life. I'm telling you. The Moss Stars over there. 
he gonna have to manage a couple of egos though with Russ. You know how Russ get when he get that ball in his hand. That nigga either gonna jack up a shot or he run into the cup to put up something. But you know he's gonna probably grab you twenty rebounds. Too, oh, though. absolutely. He triple dub for so sure. They're gonna be they're gonna lead the league in rebounds hands down. I don't yeah. see who could out rebound them even with Dwight and he's trash. It's gonna be a battle. I'm telling you now. It's gonna be AD and Westbrook with the most rebounds in the league. Yeah, hands down. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see it any other way. The West is strong too, man. You got a couple other teams too. That's, I mean, you know, Donovan coming back this year. Uh, yeah. Warriors supposed to be whole this year. They old, but I feel like they, uh, they got enough talent, and they yeah. they obviously know how to win. So they're yeah. I don't they, think they're too far out there. Oh hell no, they still competition, mm-hmm. and we're out there. I feel like they're in a position now where it used to be, you know, like the Spurs with a veteran team whooping everybody's yes. ass in the West. So That's it's like now comparison. you gotta you gotta worry about the Lakers, obviously. You gotta worry about Portland, but then if you come up against against Golden State, you you kind your asshole's kind of tight. You can't take that night off. <laughs> no, nah, you, you can't, can't at all. Because Steph is – you cannot sleep on him no matter how many injuries he done been through, Thanks. no matter how old he get. Like, that man will pull a clover out of his ass and win a game. Every time, bro. Healthy Clay helps him a lot too, though. Bro. Oh, if, oh yeah. if he can stay healthy. That healthy man there is nasty. On both ways, offense and defense. Yes. Um, how do you feel about that Suns run, man? I'm so fucking sad about that. <laughs> I'm like, I feel good about them. Come, like everybody's coming back this year. I was surprised, honestly. I had, at the beginning of the season, I had tweeted some random shit, some wild shit mm-hmm. about CP3 being toxic and like every team that he goes to, he he help him out, but he's more of a more of an ailment to the team because of his fucking ego and his attitude. Like nobody likes to work with him. So I was like, you know what? He's gonna come here and tear the team apart. And then I was like, you know, and if he turn it around, I'll fall on that sword and I'll, I'll take the blood for it. And he turned that shit around <laughs> and brought them niggas to the finals. And I did not see that coming. But at the same time, I feel like he kind of caved. And as long as they can, they can make another run and they don't even have to get to the finals, bro. As long as they in the playoffs again and they play the same type of basketball that they played all season long. Like that shit made me so proud to see them finally hooping. Devin Booker been killing. It's just that he needed a squad around him that was reliable. That's very true. Yeah. Had to finally had a veteran point guard to to lead them down the road that they needed to go, you know. And they just they they fucking blew me out the water with the way they performed in the finals in the playoffs, period, dog. Like we was on vacation in Cali and we was leaving the beach early to go watch the game in the rooms. Like we got to watch this shit. We have <laughs> we cannot miss this. We cannot miss you. this. I was at work on the forklift with the fucking game pulled up, like not paying attention to nobody. I could care <laughs> what you needed. I'm watching the game. That's real, man. Mandatory. That's real. But man. it was dope, though. It was it was dope for the energy you could feel around the city, for sure. Just knowing that, like, at the time that the Suns had been to the finals, you know, back in 90, 92, 93, I was only two years old, so I didn't have, I didn't have no clue what was going on, obviously. But nice. just... It was nice to see this happening. Yes, in our lifetime. Like, if it never happens again, I'm cool. Like, we got there. I got to experience it. I got some dope-ass T-shirts out of it. And I trolled. 
That's how I oh can, I goodness, can tell man, you bro. the energy, <laughs> the energy at Arizona was through the roof. I couldn't even be mad at him. I, I was like, this nigga here, bro. Trolling, bro. <laughs> bro. It got to a point I was looking for it, bro. I was always exactly. up in the morning, like, where's Steven at, bro? Trolling, trolling, trolling. So Facebook knew too. They started notifying me if Steven was, was up like, man, status. Shut the hell up. They, they check it out. <laughs> what about your team? I was like, what about them? They at home. They right back in Chicago. Don't worry about them. We talking about your team right now, man. It was somebody that was giving you shit that was like, yeah, where your team from and you was like my team from you just like what'd you say like uh, if you ain't from over there stay your ass from around there <laughs> i was like all right that's all i need to know that's all you need to i'm know, sure dog. stay from over there yeah. <laughs> and i was just talking big shit not that i didn't actually want them to win but it was just fun to see like yeah. everybody pop up out the woodworks man and i was getting it i started getting dms like Man, you fucking suck. This <laughs> is getting deep, fellas. Between you and Dominic McKnight, I was like, yes. whenever these that niggas post, dumb. I was like, they just troll and troll. And knowing, knowing Dom is a Cowboys fan and how people shit on yeah, the Cowboys, yeah. I was like, he don't give two fucks. He yeah. just giving us a hard time. And they biting for it. Niggas was so mad. But it was Jeez. pure comedy, though. Right. It, let's put it this way, man. I had a hundred. I had $200 bet that the Suns would not win the championship. And this was like... Three months, no, like two months before the championship. And as I'm sitting there, you know, you still got Brooklyn. You still got everybody mm-hmm. still in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Boy. I thought Atlanta was going to come out of there if that but shit. I'm telling you, it started getting dark. The Suns end up in the, in the finals against the Bucks. I said, okay, they lost one game. Okay, that's tight. They lost two games. I said, oh, this is getting dark. Said, you know what? Michael just get his two hundred dollars. I was, I was, I was such a believer too at that point. I'm like, man, they got it, and then they dropped four in a row. Went and put that money back in the ATM. Boy, I, and I doubled him up. <laughs> I was talking so much shit, dog. Yeah, that was that was. The, I think that was the hardest part about it all too. It was like there was the anxiety of you know leading up to the finals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we did. We had a pretty good playoff record. I think we only lost a handful of times before the finals. Um, so I think that was the worst part of it. It's like, damn, we keep losing now. Like, yes. we're used to this, you know, the whole playoff run. You know, we ain't had no consecutive losses like that. That's a lot of games, though, on somebody's body, too. Oh, yeah. Going all the way to the finals, yeah, bro. Yeah, And I then think traveling really in it. between all that shit, mm-hmm. flying back and forth. You only get a day, you know, you travel, you get a day to, to practice, and then you rest in that same day. The next day, the next day you're playing. playing already. And then yeah. after the game, you ass back on that plane. And to top it all off, this your first time here. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, I think all those things, if all that up, make a sandwich, bro. That's 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 what it was. But know? they got they got a taste of it, so they know like what it takes to get back there and what to expect if they get back there. So it's like there's there's no excuse. Yeah, I know? got faith in them, bro. Oh, I absolutely. I got faith in my Bulls too. Shout out to the Bulls. Man, Chicago, they, they fucking mm-hmm. they racked up. Lonzo, they gonna be a problem. Caruso, the mm-hmm. Rosen, the Rosen. Yeah, I did not see that happening. That's what I posted. I was like, I went to sleep last night, and the Bulls was trash. I woke up. <laughs> they sacrificed the clubs to get a whole roster. <laughs> hey, that was the best way to put it, bro. I was laughing so goddamn was, hard when I saw that. I was like, that makes total sense. They they sacrificed the Cubs, boy. Got the Bulls right. It needed to be done. <laughs> oh, me. That was so funny, bro. But people lose their minds over that, too, the whole Cubs thing. Yeah, they were losing. That was nasty. Do y'all pay attention to, to baseball as much as y'all watch uh, basketball and football for Chicago? Not Ooh. too much. I only pay attention when the Cubs is hurting and when the Sox is winning. Mm. That's, that's that it. simple. It's about that. 
If something no. bad is happening to the Cubs, it's I'm definitely going to tune in. Just to know what the problem is. Just to know what the problem, what the problem is. with y'all boys. Because my <laughs> fingers are finna get real trollish. <laughs> I got to get up on real the trollish. time, you know. Let them know about themselves. Got to stay relevant out there, man. But yeah. But yeah, nah, it's baseball, uh, basketball and football for me, baby. Hell yeah, I feel that. How y'all boys doing? Y'all need a break? Get another drink? Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's go ahead. Yeah.